When was the first use of Wolfsbane in the lore? Jim, I asked the guy team questions <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, how the, how the turns tabled. I'm looking it up now. Nope, that's my OnlyFans. Hello, and welcome to the Horror Talk Podcast, the podcast where we show our special guest a horror movie without giving them any information about it ahead of time. I'm your host, Dakota Jones, and as always, I'm here to guide you and our special guest through the bizarre and fantastic horror films you may have missed. Today, we have local Weird Al impersonator and Chicago snob, Jim Banta. Jim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dakota. It's very great to be a part of this. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, no one listening to this except for the people we know in the theater community know that we're good friends. Oh, absolutely. I feel like our friendship's been uh, a lot longer than what Facebook has uh, recently told us. So Zuckerberg does not know the depths of our friendship. No, no. I go to the, uh, the mountains of Moor for, for you. <laughs> so... Uh... Jim, it's, it's, I can't keep saying it. Uh, something that I've normally said with people is, so, it's very rare uh, that we have people on here that like horror movies, but that has changed because more people that I've gotten on, more people like horror movies, so it's evened out. So, uh, getting that out of the way, what would you say are, like, horror movies that you enjoy? Oh, absolutely. So, uh... For, for a time, I've been like a horror movie fanatic. I just love like the weird and creepy ones. One of my classics is from the early 80s, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So that one's kind of like a, a rare one. And then I always follow Robert England's story in Freddy, uh, The Nightmare on Elm Street. And then I don't, I'm trying to think if there's any others that are off the top of my head. Like the whole hereditary and midsummer kind of vibe too. Just like that kind of weird style of horror yeah uh so one killer clowns from our space is fantastic and i <laughs> cannot wait to show someone it the issue is is there's like two well no i'm sorry i i hear the horror community yelling there's more than just two clown horror movies but there's two big ones it's it and it's yeah. killer clowns from our space of course there's a lot more because the clown trope got big in like the mid 2000s i like, blame john wayne gacy yep once once like a new serial killer documentary comes out everyone's on top of it mm -hmm. especially with like it was ted bundy for a minute and then like last year it was uh dahmer true like true. huge well, what do you think about haunt i mean one of the big things on that cover is like a clown so would you consider that a clown movie as well I wouldn't say it's a clown movie just because it's an ensemble. I mean, there's a witch, there's a ghost. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the monster mesh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I don't think I've... No one's talked to me about Haunt on this podcast. But let me tell you, listeners out there, I love horror. I love horror in every sense of it. Anything horror, I love it. I don't like haunted houses. I absolutely do not, and let me tell you why, and it's two really good reasons. One, 
half the time when I go to a haunted house, someone I know is working there. And as soon as I see that person, it drops the magic immediately. And I'm like, I'm no longer scared. I will talk to them tomorrow. Like, this is not frightening. The other thing that is the reason why I don't like haunted houses, a good majority of them do not do security checks. And I do not trust my life with someone I don't know. How do you know that the people in haunted houses are people who were supposed to be there? Haunt is a great example of that. And haunt is fucking terrifying to me coming from someone who uh, applied to be in a haunted house for a brief time yeah they do no background checks as long as you can fill out a piece of paper they throw you in part of the cornfield and hope for the best but uh no i honestly as an actor in the theater community like going through a haunted house i like skip through merrily like i know all of you are other actors like you can't do anything from me so i've been so distant from the reality of haunted houses are supposed to be scary for a long time so that's a that's why I would say for uh, the clown aspect of things. But as far as like hereditary and midsummer, something that I get when I ask guests to come on and what kind of tropes they like, mm-hmm. what kind of subgenres, almost everybody says mind things like psychological. Like I want it to be disturbing. The Babadook. <laughs> so uh, something that has arisen in the past decade is what people refer to as elevated horror which is that it's not slashers it's not gory it's all like mood atmosphere the scariest thing is us yes yeah it's like a long twilight zone episode (laughs) uh that being said though hereditary i do consider to be the greatest horror movie of all time Uh, it's amazing when i saw that movie in theaters i went by myself and normally like After you see a movie like that, you want to talk to people. You want to be like, hey, I saw this movie. I spent 30 minutes quiet in my car sitting, thinking about what happened. Because you always hear when, or I don't know if you heard this when you were younger on the school bus, don't stick your hand out of the window. It's going to get hit by a pole. Don't stick your arm out or anything like that. Spoilers. Spoilers spoilers. if you haven't seen Hereditary. And there's that one scene that was so blood-curdling that happened. And I was just like, oh my god. Is the only time... And I'm being truthful and not just saying this is a hyperbole is the only time I've watched a horror movie and my jaw dropped. Like when that happened, I was like, well, I was silent. Like when he's silent in the car and like gripping the wheel, I like, oh my God. And uh, remind me of the mother who... Tony Collette. Tony Collette. That scream as she goes out back to the car and sees it. I'm just like hits so hard like deep into the soul uh side note from the horror talk podcast please start going to theaters again uh either theaters or the drive-in because the film industry is dying and it's fucks like you who were like i can get it on streaming and that's the reason why we're having the writer and actor strike right now go to the goddamn theater just lost a classic piece of uh film in Chicago, the 400 theaters up near Rogers Park, it had been there for over 14 years. And just because of, like, not only the pandemic, but, like, people not going out anymore, like, it's just they finally closed their doors, like, just a week and a half ago. It was so sad. The tickets were so cheap, too. You just go in there, and it had, like, that real old-timey vibe, you know? Yep. Not as, not as like, uh, venue-ish as Music Box, but it's like you're walking into, like, a small-town cinema, you know? And some, we're 
we're a little we're getting a little off topic. Last thing I'll say about this is that being said, every single person, every single person has at least one good memory of going to the theater or one bad memory. Everybody has something that they can say. I went to the theater and this happened. Maybe you saw a movie that changed your life. Maybe you had your first day. Maybe you had like an awful breakup. Who? Kn- Maybe you fucked in the theater. I know. <laughs> uh, let me tell you the movie I've seen the most in the theaters is the uh, Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr. I saw it seven times in theaters, once to watch it, and six times to hook up with people during the matinee. <laughs> so uh, it's the theater is magical. <laughs> Let's let's get to the meat and potatoes of the podcast. So, like I said in the intro, and like you know, and every guest knows, and hopefully all the listeners listening to this know, you have no idea what we're going to watch. That is correct. You've uh, definitely blindfolded me in this situation, and it makes me uh, it makes me happier that I can sometimes do horror that has comedy in it that's good because. It's also hard to find ones that people haven't seen because you think horror comedy, you're like, yeah, Shaun of the Dead, Army of Darkness, Ooh, like, yeah. b- people have seen those. So there are a lot of niche movies out there, though, that just go under the radar, and it's my job as your host to watch a literal fuck ton of movies. Let me tell you, you're going to get a lot of shit. You're going to get a lot of bad movies, but in those bad movies, you're going to find a gem that you had no idea was there. So with that being said, uh, I normally ask guests some questions before we get started. So uh, first question, how do you feel about dick ripping? Well, um, most of us are probably familiar with the movie Teeth. And to this day, one of the most iconic cinematic moments is when that guy's uh, dick gets eaten by that dog. Um, and it just it made me cringe just physically from afar when that happens. Uh, there's also uh, Hostel 2 has oh, the scene where the she cuts scene. it off with uh, uh, garden shears. Mm-hmm. So, but dick ripping. So, like, literally, like, gri- uh, a hand job gone wrong is what's happening. Like, grip and then rip. Well, I'm not going to give you more details okay. solely because of the movie, but uh, dick ripping. Okay, okay. How, how uh, do you feel about it? It might get a guffaw. I mean, <laughs> do you uh, do you think there are any advantages to having your dick ripped? Slow and painful, most likely, unless it's like a Macho Man Randy Savage going at it. So you're telling me if a 1980s world wrestling champion ripped your dick off, it would be okay? Absolutely. Okay, so the, I'll mark that down in my notes. Uh, second question: We all know. All cops are bastards, but is there a chance that there are some good cops in popular culture? I will, I'm just going to put on the record, I know all cops are bastards. However, I enjoy RoboCop because RoboCop knows who is innocent and knows who is guilty and does not step out of the confines of the law. Do we consider Inspector Gadget a cop? I think he's more of a freelance private detective. Okay, so then I try because I would I would go all for uh, Inspector Gadget. Um, I'm also on the team of even Paw Patrol, a cap. Yeah, um, yeah, fuck Paw Patrol. I, it's difficult to say because then you get like Mel Gibson, like 
from Lethal Weapon, the good cop trying to like just do his job, you know. But fuck Mel Gibson. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. Get once your once your uh, fan rating hits Mel Gibson, yes. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think my answer is undetermined at this time. I, I would. I would also say if I can uh, expand upon your answer, mm-hmm. there are so few that it's like finding a mm-hmm. needle in a haystack of are there any good cops? Absolutely. Uh, but can oh, we axe cop? Axe cops. Good. Oh yeah. Uh, can we agree that? Would you say RoboCop is good? Oh, absolutely. RoboCop okay. is a is a saint. Uh, RoboCop shoots people in the dick. But does he does he grip dick? Does he? <laughs> well, well, you know, like he said to his wife, "Dead or alive, you're coming with me." I've listeners. I've been waiting so long to say that joke. <laughs> So, uh, with all that being said, do you have any idea what we're going to watch? Um, something to do with cops ripping the dicks off of criminals. Okay. I like where this is heading. Okay. I, I like where your mindset's going. So, we are watching the 2014 Canadian Saskatchewan amazing film, Wolf Cop. I love Canadian horror films. Uh, what is it? G- Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter, filmed in Canada. Classic. Uh, I think the most popular Canadian horror film, uh, for people out there who don't know, it's set in Indiana, like around Bloomington, but it is filmed in Canada. It's Black Christmas. No, oh, is that the one we saw for Joe Bob? No, we saw uh, Silent Night, Deadly oh, Night. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, Black Christmas is... So, with that being said, watching Wolf Cop, uh, I'm I'm super excited for you to see this. This is one... It's so underrated, and when I told people I was showing you this, people were like, I've heard of it, I've never seen it. If you have not seen this movie... You need to go out and watch Wolf Cop. There is a sequel called Another Wolf Cop. However, you just watch the first one. The first one's great. I love it. So, you ready to do this? All right, let's strap in. Okay, so before the guest watcher movie, this is a point where I'm going to explain the summary to you. And look, I know it's not got, like, all the plot points in it. It's pretty simplified. I try and run through it as quick as possible. I strongly urge that you watch the movie beforehand because why the fuck are you listening to this if you haven't watched the movie yet? You want to see if you're interested in the movie? The next, like, 30 minutes is people making jokes about a movie you've never seen, and why? Why would you want to do that to yourselves? Just watch the fucking movie. Wolf Cop is a 2014 werewolf horror comedy directed and written by Lowell Dean and starring Leo Fafford is Wolf Cop, Amy Mazzio as Sergeant Tina, and Jonathan Cherry is Willie Higgins. Officer Lou Guru is an alcoholic cop in a small town without much action, but things change as he goes to investigate a disturbance. Instead of finding some teens messing around, he stumbles upon a cultist preparing a sacrifice. Before Officer Luke can act, he is knocked out. 
He wakes up the next morning not remembering anything but bearing a pentagram carved into his stomach. Despite having a reputation for being an alcoholic and lazy cop, his senses begin to sharpen. Later on, while at a bar, he begins his first transformation as a wolf, which is one of the most unique transformations I've ever seen. While in werewolf form, Officer Lou still retains all of his intelligence officially becoming Wolf Cop. Stay with me because we find out that a werewolf sacrifice strengthens the magic of reptilian shapeshifters. Still with me? Why is this important? Because the occultists consisting of members of the community have transformed Officer Lou into a werewolf for this exact sacrifice. Before the sacrifice can be completed during an eclipse, of all things, Officer Lou and Sergeant Tina kill the reptilian shapeshifters and limp away, thirsty for another round. This film is a funny, action-packed take on the werewolf mythos. Not only does it create a wholly new transformation sequence, but does so with B-movie gusto. There's a sequel perfectly titled Another Wolf Cop, but because so few people know about the first one, Another Wolf Cop did not do well at the box office. However, whether you're a fan of slapstick comedy or have a lycanthrope fetish, Wolf Cop is a hair-raising, must-see cult classic. Marina, play the funny parts! Oh, my sextant! You know a horror movie is going to be good if it starts out with metal. I was going to say, what 90s garage band did this? Oh, Aiden Divine, the, the secret uh, sibling of Adam Divine. Now we've got some Hamlet going on, the three witches. Is that a blunderbuss? It is. Wow, that's insane. And you know the makeup design on these movies go hard because they have like limited budget and they're like, we're going to make this as the most intense ever. Ooh, Crown Royal, okay. And it took two seconds for the first tit in the movie. Well, it's an animated one. Oh, yeah. Well, drawn, what am I saying animated? Wolf Cop! Is that a beer bottle in the tank? Fuck them fish. <laughs> nope. Alright, and then less than a minute was the first real tit. Should be a, a counter... Every tit that you see, dink. So that's one, two, three, four, five. Five tits. This is not the Canada that I have been spoon-fed. Oh, no. The, the very nice and apologetic side of Canada. This is the alternate universe. So, Lou Guru. It's a reference to werewolf, right? Yeah, in French, Lou Guru. Yeah. Is werewolf. <laughs> Is this... I'd, you know, fuck cops, but I would fuck cop. Tina's hot. Yeah. Gunworks. Oh my god, who's that guy from indie that I just love selling guns? Oh, Don something. Yes. Oh. Because the shop was Don's guns. Oh. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. So, funny enough, liquor donuts was not made for the film. That is actually, like, a thing. What, so, like, alcoholic donuts? No, it's just oh. called liquor donuts. It's like butt drugs. Okay. 
which I'm so sad. I visited Corridan uh, about a month ago. Butt drugs closed down. Where am I going to get my butt drugs? I know, right? Parking in the rear. Looks like something from Home Goods. <laughs> That's real funny, actually. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, my favorite heavy metals, lead and mercury. This is real, Lou. You can see tonight when I do a citizen's arrest on a teenager with a fucking shotgun. Remember what happened to the boy that cried wolf? He died? Nothing happened to him. That town flopped as fuck. Town flopped as fuck. <laughs> Town's flawed was fuck. The guy in the black suit is trying to be that dude from Grandma's Boy. <laughs> Why won't you date me? I have an erection. <laughs> Never in any situation would a presidential candidate or mayoral candidate would walk into a bar. Why well, I me? Mean, if it's so small, what else are you gonna do? That's where everybody's gonna congregate. What in the West Side Story? I do feel I feel bad for him because I'm like he is trying he's a young person he's trying to bring about change good for him he's doing it in the wrong town Mm. I long to grow chops like that oh man I just get the Ned Flanders I can't do anything else I normally try and keep just the mustache I Mm -hmm. love having a mustache now that I can fucking grow one (laughs) The problem is, is I could always grow one. Uh, the way my hair is, is yeah. I've got black, brown, blonde, and red. Oh, like, all so throughout. Cool. So, like, some of the mustache that looks lighter, it's blonde, but it's the same length as the rest. Gotcha. Tiny flashlight? That's supposed to compensate? Hey, 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 hey. Oh, hey. It's how you use the flashlight. You're right, you're right. And look at that. I can I could see the flashlight on the screen there. It's working. <laughs> you know I hear most women don't prefer those big flashlights. <laughs> it's too bright. Yeah. It, it, too many batteries. It's mm-hmm. boober. Well, if you've got a porn magazine what? in your hand and you're hearing a man scream in the background, I you can put two and two together. Yeah, just turn around, man. Give him his privacy. Look, some of us don't have fancy places that have four walls, a roof, and a door. Some of us have to jerk out in the middle of Saskatchewan like normal people. I mean, they put the ass in Saskatchewan. Ooh. That's a back shot if I've ever seen one. And what is it about, like, ritualistic sacrifices in the forest? Why can't they choose somewhere brighter? You know, personally, I would like, uh, I mean, it's something that I have always wanted to see is, Mm -hmm. like, horror movies that just take place in, like, the real fucking world. Like, I would love cultists being like, Greg, are you bringing the casserole over to Marcy's next Tuesday? We're sacrificing the child. And he's like, (laughs) yeah, 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 Yeah. seven, right? And he's like, yep, seven. I'll be there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Running a little bit late. Can you wait a second? <laughs> don't slit the throat until don't slit the throat of the goat until I'm there. Man, don't you hate when you go to frat parties and then you get a fucking pentagram etched into your chest? They've definitely moved up from drawing dicks on your face. 
Are you gonna are you gonna sniff that dog's butthole? Gross. Mm. Chewing tobacco. So, kids, Wolf Cop is a cautionary tale that if you try and make a change in your community, we will fuck you up. You want something better? Why don't you go to California, hmm? you libtard? <laughs> Who? What in the Mayberry is putting a donut on a dead body? Oh, I'm sorry. You forgot the part where police aren't inept. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they fuck it up in the movies. They fucked it up with the Manson case. Cops fuck up crime scenes. Well, he's a coroner, so is he considered a cop? And the whole uh, logistics of those things? So, fun fact, and this is true if you did not know it, most coroners do not have a medical license. They are voted, so you can vote anyone for coroner. That's absolutely stunning. There's a great Last Week Tonight episode about the entire thing, mm-hmm. and they're, they show like some coroner's offices, and they're like, this is what they're doing. You should be worried. And so uh, anytime I'm voting and I see, like, I'll look up if someone's a doctor, and I'm like, whoever they are, they get the vote. Oh, absolutely. Especially because, you know, if... They're just some fucking yokel, and they're working with cops. They can also fuck things up by fucking up how they died and all the shit with the evidence. Also, how are they going to (laughs) say, this is an easy overdose when his throat is cut? Look at that. An animal did not make that cut. But you made the cut, bro. The cut was inside the body the whole time. Maybe the gash throat was the friends we made along the way. Yes. Coming of age story from a small town. The gash. I don't, that was just a, wow, that was a heavy pour. I don't know if you noticed this, but the bottle that looks exactly like a Jack Daniels is a Jim Daniels number two. Oh, so they get away by putting the... Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, small details, man. Mm-hmm. Uh... The Horror Talk podcast would like to take this time to congratulate every person who works on props on sets. They are very minuscule. They'll probably get missed by normal audiences, but you still put in your fucking effort and you deserve that paycheck. You do a hell of a good job, especially the people who make the fake money. Legally, uh, I think it was Casino because they had money that looked so goddamn real that they made a law against it for movies. So now in movies, you have to have a, like if you actually look close at money in movies, Mm -hmm. it clearly says it's a fake if you really look at it. But most of the time when someone's got like a stack of bills, you're never looking at that says not legal tender. Stop the impure thoughts. uh, Before an American werewolf in London, there were never a full transformation on screen. So like for the wolf man, if you watch the original one, it like shows his hands and then it will cut to something else and it'll go back to his hands and there's like more hair on there. It'll never show like the hair growing or his fingers going out. Uh, Rick Baker's work in American Werewolf in London was so goddamn good, they created the Special Effects Academy Award and gave it to him that year. Because nice. it's really fucking good work. So, uh, since that, 
there's hardly ever been any nuance in making a werewolf transformation. This is the exception. This okay. one, this did something different. Did they ever have one in Teen Wolf? I've never seen that, so I just assume... Yeah, well, it's not... It's nothing crazy. Okay, okay. Hey, she's still gonna bang him, even after that. Wow. That's dedication. Also, to have a bar that has a classic jukebox like that... Well, it's a CD one. Yeah, still. I really... Not one of those, you text a number so you can, like access it from like yeah i'm i'm not gonna lie every time anyone is like if you won like a million dollars what would you spend it on and everyone who has grown up not wealthy has been like oh i'd pay off all my bills i'd get like a house and pay that off Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah sure you would everybody would and i'm like however what's the thing you're actually probably gonna buy oh my god yeah there it goes here's the dick rip (laughs) the knotted so yeah, like I was saying, uh, my two things would be pinball machine and old jukebox that has records. Okay, nice. Oh god, is that his skin coming off? Yes. Ooh. The wolf is coming from within. So that's why his dick ripped. And now you know why I asked. But now he's slipping and sliding on that dick. New from Hasbro, it's the wolf dick and slab. Spread your dick out and slide around. Dreams do come true. That guy clearly has never worked in Gotham, because you know if goons are screaming, you run. He's the chosen one. He must tell everyone. Is is what I'm about to see considered bestiality? Not so fucking cool. All uh, the nails through the boot? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you consider Beauty and the Beast bestiality? I do. So I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yes. When was the first use of Wolfsbane in the lore? Jim, I asked the guy Jim questions <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, how the, how the turns tabled. I'm looking it up now. Nope, that's my OnlyFans. Uh, so I mean, Wolfsbane, real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, says ancient greeks hunted wolves by poisoning their bait with this plant which led to the common name of wolf spain while those hunting traditions were lost the plants retained its common name in the middle ages where wolves and werewolves were a genuine fear in europe i think it's going to be really hard to find where it was first used in pop culture though if greeks were fucking using it you're so purty, Lou. I tried to have you murdered. What kind of car is that? Like With the hearse? I, I, yeah, I know very little about cars, but normally if I see, like, a decal, I can be like, oh, well, it's this company. Mm-hmm. I don't know the make and model, but, like, I know it's this. Is that animal hair? I don't know. What do you think, Lou? You're the fucking coroner, dude. Once again, coroner's fucking things up. Hey, fun fact, uh, because I spent two years researching Charles Manson and literally everything about, so they discovered the bodies, I'm going to be off on the minutes here, mm-hmm. is nine, is for sure nine in the morning, and I think it's like 9.38 is when the maid discovered the bodies and then called the police. Okay. It is August in California. Oh, the heat. The coroner did not come until like two in the afternoon. 
And then before they even did, they just, God, they fucked up that crime scene. Well, we have a teardrop on this guy, which means he's killed someone. I always think that's weird. Like, how many teardrops do you, do you just do the one? Or do you, like, do them for every person you've killed? Cause... I'm, I'm Pagaluchiing this. I'm going to have an entire face of teardrops as a cloud. Why is that fucking, it's like... like a comma, almost. Why is that, like, mob boss, like, hot? Like, he's, like, wearing eyeliner, too. Ooh, oh, ooh, oh, ooh, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. It's perfect blue all over Oh, again. God. Eye horror and fingernail horror fuck ooh. me up. Like, anytime something rips or it's pushed or uh-uh. That and eyeballs. But here's the thing. I, if the eyeball is already out, like, if it's just eyeballs... That doesn't bother me. Huh. Like eyeballs and jars, like or like out of the eye, like itself, like being like dislocated. No, see, no, that's fucked up. Okay, but it's specifically like fucking with the oh, eye gotcha, that gets gotcha. me. Yeah. But like once the eye is out, I'm fine. Like how we threw the eye with the fucking switchblade onto the wall mm-hmm. did not bother me. It was out. Interesting. But while it's in, fuck no. Okay. He's doing a studying montage. Show a lot of things happen at once. Remind everyone of what's going on. Why are you yelling at a library? Shh. Uh, that's also werewolf lore that I've never heard before. Oh. Because yeah. it was like if you get bit by a werewolf, you just change. There is yeah. no like. Yeah, bitter scratched. Mm-hmm. But like, I've never heard like if you sacrifice someone. This is also new shit. Mm-hmm. But kudos for them because you're reinventing yeah. the mythology. You're making it your own. It's the lizard from Land of the Lost? Slee Stacks. Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> every time I say something like that, always, I'm like, well, what childhood memory did I just lose to retain that information? <laughs> just to summarize... They had to kill an innocent to create a werewolf so that reptilian shapeshifters could take his blood during the solar eclipse to gain power. Makes absolute complete sense. I mean, I don't understand what you're not following here. I also fucking love that, like, good horror movies, they're like, that's what's happening. We're moving on. They're like, don't think too much no, about yep, it. Just going. go. My my question is, now that he's a different creature, how does alcohol affect him? Does he have a larger tolerance now, or does he get drunk faster? Also, that looks like a horse suppository. Uh, I may assume <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hyper-focusing on, on the, the poster. poster in the back. Why does it look like Matt Walls? It's just... What's he going to do with that video? Uh, National Enquirer, obviously. <laughs> for my only fans. Only things. You've gone from lazy to weird, and you're spending a lot of time with Willie. I mean, Wait, she just described me. <laughs> when you spend too long with your Willie, you you were lazy, but now you're weird, and you spend too much time with your Willie. I don't need to be fucking called out like this on my own goddamn podcast. Ooh. God, that just makes my hands cringe. 
Most of the film's budget went into these scenes and well-deserved because oh, it absolutely. looks fucking great. <laughs> Camera died. <laughs> <laughs> now, the new exfoliating mask. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's a reptilian shape-shifting curse. <laughs> Kentucky bourbon. <laughs> Nothing so puts my whistle. Nothing puts hair on your nugs like Wild Man Kentucky Bourbon. Wild Man Kentucky Bourbon. Get the Wild Man out. Uh, I don't know if that's a real company, but Wild Man Kentucky Bourbon sponsor us. Hey, liquor donuts. I hardly know her. <laughs> You know, you normally don't see people playing go fish in movies. Yeah, mostly it's old maid. Yeah. <laughs> or they go to war. Yeah. No, Minesweeper. That's what I need. I need someone to pull out an, uh, an old Windows pop-up Minesweeper. I have it on my phone. I never understood it as a kid. I learned it as an adult, and now I can play it on like the expert level. Nice. That's the best slogan ever. What more could you ask for? Also, that's the second Brask uh, poster I've seen in the show. Imagine you're robbing a convenience store and this cop who looks like a wolf comes in. (laughs) That's my favorite line. Oh my God. Sorry, I No, I that's didn't... perfectly alright. You knew, yeah. Is that, a, is that a silver gun? Should that not be... Look, we've got reptile shapeshifters. We don't even know if silver hurts them. True. Typical cop behavior, grabbing a donut and leaving. Wonderful. This is the car montage. Yeah, you gotta make things look fucking sick. Tell me what's fucking cooler than a werewolf using welding tools to make a custom car. He still has the same dexterity. Jim, that was a fucking question I asked you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe uh, a werewolf uh, operating a helicopter? Jim, I'm going to need you to stop fucking pitching better ideas. You're making me look let's, bad. Let's, let's take it back. Say it again. Don't fucking patronize oh, okay. me. This is the buddy cop movie I needed when I was younger. Take the drink, pour it out. Take the yeah. drink, pour it out. Do the cliche. You're like, never drinking again. Aw, they don't do that enough. You know what I also don't see enough of? That I love the trope. It's the, uh, some dude wearing a fucking, like, big-ass billboard that says the end is nice. Is he peeing on them? piss on crime uh, you're in trouble that joke was if I had to like list it it would be number one <laughs> it's golden oh yeah thank you for showering me with compliments so I get that he cut a W in the car where'd the red mm. lights come from though look there are no Walter I... White and Jesse mm. I'm this, at this point in time, Wolf Cop should ask, what would Scruff McGruff do? He would take a bite out of crime, by the way. 
Well, uh, we can tell that he's, like, impervious to bullets. Okay, so we've seen... Ooh. We've seen a machete. We've seen guns. Now I just need someone to pull out a katana just to fuck this guy up. <laughs> you know, I think that guy should go into shock, but... I'm loving that he looks like fucking Skeletor. (laughs) Yeah, muscle brain. (laughs) Oh no, not all the dangerous chemicals that were just standing in the corner there. Now we just need a He-Man horror movie. Now again, I'm not condoning... uh, Fuck yeah. (laughs) Gotta love explosions. I'm not condoning cops disrupting the drug system because it's something that we all use that we it's one of america's oldest traditions is drugs however i will say it was a meth ring and it looked like it was run by aryan bikers so in that case fuck (laughs) nazis i'm on wolf cop side Mm -hmm. uh as much as you would like little red riding hood and the wolf okay as much as you would like to see her naked you will see nudity however it's not okay it's a it's a stunt stunt tits Um, puppy poaching is a crime you wouldn't download a puppy downloading puppies is illegal wow listeners i'll pose to you would you fuck a werewolf side boob yeah, so good thing I knew about the stunt body, because, yeah, see, her face isn't in it, but her face oh, are in all the close-ups. Wow. Did she just not want to do full frontal? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, that that is their choice. Mm-hmm. This is the budget version of Beauty and the Beast right now. It's better. Yeah, that's right. Fight me, Disney adults. Mm-hmm. You're the fucking weird ones. Mm-hmm. So, the old switcheroo. <laughs> Um, so now we know that uh she is one of the reptilian shapeshifters got you i also thought he was dead because they never showed him leaving that barn it's the power of the sprinkles i am really sad that willie is a fucking reptile shapeshifter oh courtesy of cctv (laughs) tina wasn't bad after all would you look at that well, she's the employee of the month. Mm. Where's the tape? Uh, we ain't got the budget for it. It auto-deletes. Nobody locks their doors in this town. Driving that bitchin' machine in the daytime does not look as cool. <laughs> <laughs> if you stare at it, you will go blind. Interesting trivia! No! Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but still. Like... I mean, he wasn't even, like, a good cop. Tina's no. the good cop. yeah. And he's a reptilian shapeshifter. What's so hard to understand? Yeah. Hmm. If you've been around this town for 200 years, why is this shithole? Maybe they kept it shitty on purpose so no one would investigate what they were doing. That's smart. I'm going to not, as always, as I say, while doing this podcast, I'm not giving them the credit for that. True, true. Oh, nice. We still got Eyepatch doing his job. He's going to be the one that looks at the solar eclipse. Did she shoot the other one? (laughs) (laughs) You know, honestly, I don't think 
any of these jokes that have been in this movie have been bad. Oh, like, not really. I feel they've been genuine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the damn musket gun. Hold on, I've got, I've got two minutes. I need to reload this gun. Elmer Fudd's like, yeah, it ain't so fucking simple now, is it? You wascally werewolf. <laughs> so because it's a solar eclipse, is he stronger now? No, he's weaker. Oh, weaker, okay. Which is why they're doing the sacrifice. Got you. But if it was a lunar eclipse, I'm sure he would be like double strength. What's cooler than a wolf cop with a fucking machine gun just rat-a-tat-tatting? I mean, it's that, and it's the welding scene. Oh, true, yeah. I think they could only have made it cooler if it was in space. Well, you know, there is a sequel. They still have time. No reload. Just one-hand blunderbuss. The recoil on that what? thing. Hey, he is a reptilian shapeshifter. Okay. We don't know the strength. Well, per logic, that guy's going to turn into a werewolf, and he's dead. Oh, Never mind. Wow. Nope. Yes, there too it goes. Soon. Yep. I guess I got. Ahead of myself. <clears throat> Why do they have the two female characters fighting each other? How do he move so fast? I yeah, that's a, he's not a shapeshifter. Oh please, change into the one person I hate the most in this movie. <laughs> Turn into my dick boss and then talk about how you killed my dad. That won't enrage me at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently they're super strong because he's fucking them up. Yeah. And I get weak, but I'm taking that to be that he's, like, just the powers of a man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No! Oh, wait. I forgot. Is this a thing? That's one way to penetrate someone. Wait, she was wearing a fucking bulletproof vest. She was, but a bulletproof vest ain't gonna help a sword. It's not chainmail. Has someone tested that? Do you know that for a fact? I, I don't know, but I feel like it's not going if to... If it could stop a bullet... Can't it stop a sword? You know, I'm going to look that up. It's good, yeah. Oh, so it really depends, it says. It says, if a vest has stab protection, Hmm. it may not be bulletproof. Equally, a bulletproof vest may offer no protection to bladed weapons. And then it goes on, furthermore, a vest that is bullet and edge blade resistant may not offer protection against spiked weapons. Well, also, it's a difference between being slashed and stabbed. So I feel like if they had slashed her, it probably wouldn't because of the Kevlar. Sure. But the fact that he just walked up and was like, all right, let's do this. So now you know, bulletproof vest, they're not made for bladed weapons, will not stop a sword. Mm -hmm. Coming 2015. Whoa. That was Wolf Cop, baby. Everybody in the club getting Wolf Cop. All right, so we talked about the movie a little bit beforehand. We made fun of the movie. I gave you a summary. And now we're going to talk about the movie. This really isn't me giving my review. It's all about the special guests giving their review. I'm going to fill you in with some behind-the-scenes features and some fun facts I found out. But you know what? Let me be clear. Not all these movies have fun facts, okay? There's nothing to find on them. Sometimes doing this research is fucking hard, okay? Not everything has a backstory. It isn't well-documented like 1978's Halloween or John Carpenter's The Thing. Ah, fuck. Well, I'm fucking rambling. Okay, so the point is, is I'm trying to give as much facts as I possibly can. Sometimes there isn't a lot. 
We're just going to talk about the movie, okay? It's the discussion part. Who hurt you? So, Jim, what did you think about Wolf Cop? Uh, Just initial thoughts. Don't get into, like, deep things yet. This is a movie I feel like I would see on Adult Swim. I'd wake up at, like, 2 in the morning, groggy, and flip on the TV and be like, all right, this shit's playing right now. (laughs) It's got that obscure humor, kind of, like, dark. And it's not, like, too horrific, but it's got the comedy that goes along it, which I really love. It helps hold the story together. That, I, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I think a hard thing for horror movies that are deemed horror comedies or just any horror movie in general that has comedy, it's hard to balance. Mm -hmm. It's either way over the top or it's just like very like low, low brow. And that's not even counting like B movies because that's its own thing. Yeah. But no, 100% this seems like something adults one would have. <laughs> so uh, getting into some fun facts, uh, I talked about it a little bit earlier and I talked about it maybe during the movie. Mm-hmm. I could find almost no information except for a few things. Fun fact, this film was made in 17 days. Whoa, it's like a Hallmark movie. Wow. Which... Some scenes I can see that I'm like, yeah, a little rushed, yeah. But other ones, like the most of the beginning, and I'm like, this is pretty good. Something that a lot of other countries have, there are things that you can apply for, like grants, mm. to get movies funded. And the actual country will give you some money because they have money set aside for up and coming filmmakers. Sometimes I think majority of the time it's about 10 grand just to help you out what we do in the shadows was in new zealand and was given like i think 10 grand for a grant so this film they applied for a sign coup festival and let me make sure is that a film festival or it's called sign coup film accelerator that's what it is so it's uh Indie filmmaking teams submit a two-minute trailer and then compete with further challenges and gather fan support. So, uh, and then this movie would get money and would be guaranteed to open in Cineplex theaters. So this movie applied for it and had huge support just for the trailer that they made, two-minute trailer. They were allocated... One million dollars. And that was their entire budget. The information I could find was basically was shot in 17 days. Mm -hmm. They used all local actors. It was made in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. But most of the budget went to the actual like werewolf transformation. Would you like to come back and the next time you and I do an episode together, we'll do Wolf Cop 2? A two-parter? Absolutely. I'd be... uh ecstatic to come back and continue this journey with you so the film is actually not called wolf cop 2 it's called another wolf cop um i do have a quick question about the grant that you were mentioning do we know any of the other contenders that were up against wolf cop uh you know i could probably look that up however uh from my knowledge this was actually uh wolf cop was the first winner of this when they presented this 
Uh, however, while we're talking, I will 100% look that up. Now that we've had some time, you've had some time to sit on it, what would you say is the best part of this film? It could be a scene, a character, a theme, like whatever it is. What would you say? Oh. Well, I I feel like definitely that transformation took me for a loop because I don't know if you know this, the first time I ever saw American Werewolf in Paris was with you at the drive-in. Uh, American Werewolf in London. London, thank you. Sorry. Yeah. The first time I ever saw American Werewolf in London was with you at the drive-in. And just seeing that transformation on a big screen was almost like not not traumatic, but it was like very like eye-opening, like holy crap, like looking at the dimensions and how this person was like morphing their body. And then we have a secondary look at the lycanthrope and such, like just shedding the entire skin. And I think the second transformation was the best because you actually got to see the face peel as well and the amount of intensity and like direction that makeup team had to go for. No holds barred, honestly. Yeah, they 100% earned their paycheck. Mm -hmm. And uh, American Werewolf in London is actually my top five favorite horror movies. It's actually number five because I've got them listed. It's Hereditary, then Creepshow, then Cabin in the Woods, then Halloween (laughs) 3, then American Werewolf. Uh, Because, honestly, American Werewolf in London is like a normal movie and then it just has werewolf shit in it. But uh, something John Landis said about how he wanted the werewolf transformation that is translated to the any werewolf transformation you have seen since. Uh, since 1980, I believe. That's when it came out. Yeah. He said, it should be painful. Your body is changing. Your bones are growing. Your teeth are growing. It's going to hurt. And 100%, like, I fucking felt that with this one, too. Not as much as American Werewolf, because he fucking... David Naughton, mm-hmm. like, sold it. Uh, but no, I I could see how that is the best. I honestly think the uh, the night he goes out and has the rampage, it's got everything that you would want in an action film, and it's my favorite part, the which part is... The part montage? Uh, well, it, it's the whole, like, mm. night he goes fucking crazy. So it's him stopping the robbery at Liquor Donuts... Mm-hmm. Uh, then him making the fucking werewolf muscle car and then him destroying the fucking meth lab and then him having a sexy montage. I think that's a, that's the best chunk of the film. boxes, yeah. Uh, Jim, I know that there's, uh, there's bad parts to every movie, even movies that I think are beautiful masterpieces there's you know there's always something that you could change or something that wasn't as good as the rest what would you say is the worst part about wolf cop so i definitely was uncomfortable during that entire sex montage scene when they're locked in the uh the jail cell and it's just her and that and the the wolf and the whole concept of her changing into that old lady as well just like made me like lock up at the end i was like that plus like the the filming of that like just the whole repetitive motions and everything it just didn't feel right to me it's no the room you know you are my rose you are my rose so i'll accept that Mm -hmm. the only thing that i would counter with that is i think the fact 
that it evoked that sort of emotion with you is a good thing and a reason why they did that. I felt it's almost, it gives you, I don't want to say the same sort of feeling because it's way worse. Uh, but the scene in The Shining where he's making out with the hot girl and then it's like the old oh, fucking decayed lady. Yes, yes. That, I know that fucks up a lot of people and it's fucked up. Uh, I would say same sort of vibes mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. that. But as far as the way that they filmed it, like it was a CW show, I think that... <laughs> That's a great description. <laughs> well, except with more tits. But there was no musical episode of it. Yep, you got me there. <laughs> Uh, there's always a fucking musical episode. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. Like, when did the the musical episode start? I think if I look it up, I'm gonna be like it. I'm, was it Buffy? I'm betting it was yeah. Buffy. Uh, but uh, what was I getting at? No, uh, I think that it was filmed the way that like '80s movie sex scenes are. Okay. Because I think that at that particular time, when you told me it was filmed in 17 days, I was like, oh, they shot that as quickly as possible. Yeah. That's what it felt like. 100%. (laughs) Uh, Especially, like, the person with the boobs being, you know what? No, I bet the person with the boobs out, I don't know who that is. I will have to look that up. But I feel like, you know what? I'm projecting what I would want. I don't know who this person is, but if I was in a werewolf movie, I'm like, I will be nude and get werewolf hands on me. Yeah. That's me. I'm projecting. I don't know what that act, uh, actress wanted. So directors cast Dakota Jones in a werewolf movie so that he can have werewolf hands on his tits. Uh, I was going to say dick. Oh, well, and that also works too. Let me tell you why. I'm all for gender equality, more so in horror films because... You know, you got your 80s movies with tits galore, mm-hmm, tits mm-hmm. everywhere. If there isn't uh, if there isn't tits in a movie, like Joe Bob says, it gets a half-star deduction because you're robbing people. <laughs> However, I think the same principle needs to be applied for penis solely because it's more of a, I think because we see it so less, it's more of a shock. Uh, just scene, like this. That scene in Gone Girl caught me off guard too. <laughs> Uh, seeing his dick mm-hmm. rip in this was certainly something. And I think, uh, I think it's something that the male crowd is going to be like, well, I don't n- know about that. However, I would say it's going to make you uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. that is what horror movies are supposed, to, supposed do. to do. Uh, also be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with that said, what would, there were so many good quotes what would you think your favorite quote from the movie okay, is? Okay, it's a really dumb quote, but it's near the beginning of the movie. He goes, uh, the the Tina behind him goes, how did you know it was me? He goes, your perfume, and then walks away. And I thought that was such like a solid line, and I laughed to myself. It's like an 80s action movie mm-hmm. thing. Your perfume. And then it even has that one moment where she's like, is it my perfume? That, I honestly did not think you would... That, okay. I like that, though, because most people, when I ask for their favorite quote, it's almost like, it's one of the lines that when you see it, you're like, that's going to be a line. Can I I guess what yours is going to be? Go ahead. Who are you? The fuzz. It's fucking so close. 
I honestly would like to say that that is my favorite line. It's punny. It's good. Yeah. It's said in such a... He takes the comedic beat of the fuzz. <laughs> like, it's perfect in every kind of execution. And because I love that kind of, like, fucking schlocky shit, 100% mm-hmm. should be my favorite. Uh, however, I'm going to have to go with the... Uh, the line where he's in the library researching <laughs> he just stands up i need a book on demah on satanic worship throws yes. book down uh i think that's a fucking solid line yes but you know what no i'm just saying that just because i didn't want to be obvious because i was like people pick the obvious ones but yeah i really fucking do love the fuzz it's so well, it's good. a zinger, honestly, yeah. Uh, and lastly, and this is where we can get into really digging in deep, mm-hmm. would, and doesn't matter who or you, you tell me, would you recommend this movie to who and why or why not? Um, I would definitely recommend this movie. Um I have a close friend from college named Ryan who introduced me to like such classics as uh, Nudist Colony of the Dead and Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. So the campy kind of style of horror movies that kind of like generates the same type of energy as this. And I feel like if he hasn't already watched it before, he would greatly appreciate it because it's that same style of humor and like he would very like the action parts of the entirety of the movie. So... I think that's what i'd probably go for now could you recommend it to like our normal friends um i mean the theater crowd probably yeah like uh, i have a bunch of my friends that were like joking about watching Velocipaster. um but i don't think i would like i wouldn't recommend this to my parents like this is a movie where i feel like someone older than me might not enjoy the humor of it but, like, if it's our kind of, like, mid-30s, late-20s kind of area range, then I'd definitely be like, all right, this is the movie for you. I, I, I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think that... I feel like older sensibilities, they... If you pitch a movie, like, mm-hmm. you're going into a movie and you're watching the beginning of it, already you're like, okay, this is what's happening. It's a horror movie. I know it's a horror movie just from watching the credits mm-hmm. and then it starts doing comedy that for some reason, like pisses, pisses people off. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know why, uh, that they can't, that they can't blend with genres. Mm-hmm. Speaking about blending genres. Well, you're not supposed to laugh at something scary. I feel. And that's the intuition or intuition of those people. They want to be scared. They want to follow along. Um, I think she, I even laughed during midsummer and the awkward moments. Cause I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I uh, Marina's episode that we had, uh, Marina showed me Body Double, and mm-hmm. I consider it a thriller and not a horror. Oh, okay. However, I'm very well aware that thriller is under the umbrella of horror. Is thriller the same thing as suspense? Uh, so that's actually a really good question. Mm-hmm. Uh. I think if you broke it down in certain things, there's suspense in like everything. Mm-hmm. However, just from 
off the top of my head and gut feelings, I would put suspense, it seems more like an action thing. Yeah, I got you. Because you're I would... Ed, you're at the edge of your seat, you're watching like somebody like try to defuse a bomb or something. I would say suspense is more action. I would say tension is more thriller and horror. Ooh, okay, okay. But no one's like, let's get a tension movie. <laughs> uh, but Marina was asking me what qualifies as a horror movie. And I've tried picking apart like a lot of things. And as There's soon so as... so many tropes. Yeah, as soon as I said like one thing, I was like, well, that doesn't count for like this though. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, uh, deaths. And then I was like, well, then, if there's a death in the mo- then Disney movies count as horror mystery. movies. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it fucking counts. And so, uh, as I sat on that, and I actually thought about that for a while, horror is so tangible that it can be in anything. Mm-hmm. And you can have horror in movies that aren't horror. Uh, great, sp- great example is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It is a fine musical. It's okay. It's a kid-friendly movie. They get on that fucking boat ride, and it is fucking intense. Uh, I rewatched that scene not too long ago, just this week, actually, and I was like, there are huge centipedes crawling out of people's mouths. If you, like, I, like, paused and was looking at them, someone holds a chicken down and cuts its head off, and you see it, and I'm like... Jesus Christ. Yeah, it goes by so fast. I don't think I ever really registered what goes on. I just know that all the kids were screaming the entire time it was happening. You're focused on that, and you're focused on the callers, Mm -hmm. and you're focused on, like, the quick flash images. But if you, like, slow it down, you're like, this is some really fucked up imagery, actually. So, uh, I think that there is a little bit of horror in everything. And to circle back around, I think that if you're selling... Any other kind of movie, if you have a little bit of horror in it or tension, people can buy that. Mm-hmm. People can buy that in a movie. However, if you have a horror movie and have other things in it, if you make it into a romance or you make it into a comedy, and people aren't open to that, they do get turned off. Uh, so th- this this was actually a nice back and forth. Hey. It's it's nice to have that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, last thing before we go, which I wish this didn't have to end. I actually really enjoyed this. It, listeners, it helps if I really enjoy the movie. Because there's been some movies that I've shown on here that I'm like, eh, it's, it was okay. It's alright. I'm not crazy about it. But this one, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd 100% recommend this to anyone. It's... Out of all the werewolf movies that I could recommend, it's one of three. I would say Wolf Cop, I would say American Werewolf in London, and I would say Ginger Snaps. Oh, what's that one? I'm not going to tell you about it. Okay. Uh, I I might keep the werewolf theme with you. Okay. I like that. So we could... I uh, whenever you're hanging out next, mm-hmm. we could do another Wolf Cop, and then maybe just to be like, I don't know when I'm going to see you again. We should do this other one. Keep uh, it for a future episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that being said, something that we do with everybody to end the podcast uh, is giving a tagline. So something like uh, for the Horror Talk podcast, I'm Dakota Jones. Tagline and. I would like to say, we've got one now. We're starting season two, and we've got one thought out. However, 
I want to keep the gimmick running because every single episode that we've released, every single guest has pitched a different one. And uh, a lot of them are good. Some of them are not that great. Uh, but I mean, they're, they're pitches. So Jim, if we were ending the podcast, what would you pitch? I've got it. The podcast is coming from inside the house. Fuck. (laughs) We came full circle, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) full circle to Black Christmas. I love it. You fucking tied a bow on this really well. Jesus fucking Christ. Leaving you a little present there. I'm really happy with that. That's really good. I'm, and I'm not just saying that. I almost say, I say, first of all, I would like to apologize if you were going to be a guest on my podcast and I say, that was really good. I really liked that tagline and you're going to hear this and then second guess whether I was being honest or not, (laughs) because I'll say it to everybody because I'm not an asshole. But not everybody's pitches are good. This was a genuine good pitch. Uh, as well as Ty Stover's was really good, which was the Horror Talk podcast. Eh, it's not as bad as you think. <laughs> uh, Lily's was the Horror Talk podcast. It doesn't suck. You know, that could work, honestly. <laughs> uh, uh, well, let's... Uh... Let's wrap this up. So for the Horror Talk podcast, I'm Dakota Jones. And I'm Jim Banta. The The podcast podcast is coming from inside inside the house. house. That's so fucking good. (laughs) That's gold. Everybody in the club getting wolf cop.